The US has shot down its fourth, yes, that's right, fourth apparently floating object from the sky. What is happening over the US of A? President Joe Biden ordered it to be downed near Lake Huron, close to the Canadian border on Sunday afternoon, just hours after Canadian uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau gave go-ahead for another unidentified airborne object to be downed over Canada. Now, there's lots of speculation. It's pretty rife about the source or the origin of these objects. Uh, the head of the Australian spy agency, Mike Burgess, was today asked in Senate estimates if he was aware of any such activity over Australia. Of course, I'm aware of the reporting around balloons and balloons allegedly being used for uh, spying. Um, in my experience, that's not the principle by means which by people are spying on this country. Mm, yeah, fascinating uh, and sort of revealing situation when it comes to our efforts to curb foreign interference today in Senate estimates. Beck Shrimpton is the director of the Australian Strategic Policy Institute with expertise in national security strategy and policy. Welcome to you, Beck. Hello, Andy. How are you? Well, now, how strange is it that we have uh, had these four aircraft or unidentified aircraft shot down in North America in the last week or so? Is there any indication that the last three that were taken down have a link to Chinese surveillance or is there any indication of what they could be at all? I mean, clearly, we don't want to talk all about uh, conspiracy theories and UFOs, but they do refer to them as unidentified flying objects. <laughs> they do. It is a good catch-all phrase, that one. Um, look, I don't think it's clear yet exactly what the uh, the other three objects are, and they do keep saying objects and not necessarily balloons. Um, some of them seem to be cylindrical and have some um, characteristics similar to the balloon uh, that we all got um, a, a really good uh, amount of visibility and, and commentary on last week. But um, there also appear to be some, some important differences. So I think as debris is recovered and the authorities do their work to to investigate, we will certainly hear more about this uh, and particularly more about the source. It does kind of increase the urgency for the United States to figure out what's going on with China's surveillance program. I mean, with the first balloon, there was a fair bit of transparency, it, it, it seemed, from afar, because certainly it was being viewed by millions of people as it drifted across the mainland of the United States. And then the, the mission to have that destroyed was also uh, captured on prime time. So all of this is building on this pressure for the US to figure it out and come up with some sort of answer or some sort of release that the world can actually try and understand. It is. It is building pressure. And I think one of the most remarkable things about uh, the, the first balloon, that that very large one that clearly was a balloon, um, was its unexpectedness. I think it took everybody uh, by surprise. And that's not because it's new technology or a new method of, of collecting intelligence. It's just that um, it is really only in the last year or so that there has been the, the ability developed within the US and potentially other countries to actually accurately track these objects. Um, so I think what's, what's interesting about them is, you know, they're not new. What they do do that I think is incredibly interesting is they combine really old technology and balloons go back to the late um, you know, even to the to the 18th century, I think, 
But um, it's it's that combination of old technology with with new technology in terms of the intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance capabilities that are now on them and potentially, of course, the different payloads that they may be able to carry, which causes uh, which causes concern. So balloons themselves, nothing new. Um, I think what, what also has caught a few people by surprise and particularly in the US is once they discovered how to track these, they went back and looked um, at various objects that they hadn't really characterised before and discovered, oh, yes, um, you know, there are over 40 of these such objects that have flown over five continents, um, that this was part of a really big um, effort, a widespread and a global effort. Um, Isn't that worrying, as- though, that the United States and all of their uh, intelligence might can sort of go back and then discover something that they've missed? I mean, we've got balloons spotted over Latin America, uh, Taiwan. CNN reports there have been four balloon sightings by the island nation of Taiwan over the last two years. So was was American intelligence a bit naive or asleep at the wheel when it came to these balloons and objects? Oh, look, I don't think so. I think that the response has been good and it's been uh, it's been quite deliberate. It's been certain. I mean, I think it, it, it's an it's an opportunity um, for them to respond and and to to address what was clearly a gap. I don't think they've been asleep at the wheel. The key thing to remember here is that this is not, um, and I think Mike Burgess himself said this: this is not China's principal source of surveillance. Um, it is part of a of a network of um, some very very sort of mandrolic humans on the ground kind of capabilities with some incredibly sophisticated technology. It is just one piece of a very large network puzzle um, that actually gives a a surveillance picture um, of particular targets of interest to the Communist um, Party of China. So I think we shouldn't overly focus on, on on the balloons and this gap because it is only one small part. We now know it. We've now developed the capability to track it, and it's being it's being watched a lot more closely. So it's not only being um, you know it's not only being addressed, but it's also provided plenty of opportunities for counterintelligence, and those have been exploited in, in my view quite well. Um, and that's something that the that the US system um, you know, that's a good response from the US system. It's not necessarily a bad one. Twenty four minutes past four on RN Drive. You're hearing from Beck Shrimpton, the director at the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, or Aspie. We're talking about uh, these uh, objects being shot down in increasing uh, frequency over US airspace. Uh, The real question I think has sort of been raised today is about whether or not this could happen in Australia. Now, Defence Minister Richard Miles has said in Washington recently that Australia has found no evidence of uh, Chinese spy balloons here. Is that entirely correct? And and is, is that even something that authorities would make public? Um, look, uh, that that's a good question. I'm not sure that it necessarily is. I 100% believe that that is that that is true, though. Um, that the deputy prime minister and defence minister would not say that we haven't seen, and he has no reason to believe these have come over Australia if that weren't true. Um, Australia does have some of the best radar capability in the world. Um, a balloon would have to traverse a very long way before it got to, um, you know, many targets of interest. You would think. Um, in this country, so it's a very different challenge to uh, to flying over many other countries. So, um, I, look, I think it's it's something that we are aware of, but we have no reason to believe that we've necessarily been targeted in this way before.
Just want to return to the uh, evidence that the head of the spy agency, ASIO, Mike Burgess, uh, had been giving at uh, the Senate estimates today. He had this very, very interesting comment about confirming uh, activities of spying happening here in Australia. Let's just take a listen. And I can assure you we had a very productive year last year uh, removing espionage and foreign interference problems from this country. I mean, clearly this is, you know, (laughs) above my classification grade and need to know. But doesn't that kind of, not, not shock you, but really strike you as there's a whole ecosystem of activities that are happening that the Australian public are never going to know about? Oh, look, I think it was an incredibly important statement from Mike Burgess when he said last year that it is foreign, that foreign interference and espionage had overtaken terrorism as the number one security threat in Australia. That in itself was a very significant statement and now we're seeing, we're starting to see what he's talking about. Um, When he says he's had a productive year, um, look, I think what we need to remember is the balloon was a very visible example of surveillance, but there is a lot of far less visible and potentially far more important espionage and interference going on. And, you know, we've seen Mike come out and talk about this more because it is incredibly important that the public understand what this threat is, that they understand how real it is, and they understand some of the ways that it is uh, that it is working. So, look, I think these these attempts to be to be far more open with the public are, are important and they're genuine. Um, what it points to is that you know the sheer scale of effort has accelerated, um, and yeah, that's concerning. But it's it's very reassuring that our agencies uh, seem to be well on top of it and are are indeed having successful counter operations. Yeah, it's a fascinating chapter in the history of espionage and counter-espionage here in this country. Uh, Very interesting stuff. Uh, We'll keep an eye on what's happening across uh, the Pacific as well. Beck Shrimpton is the Director of the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, or ASPE. Appreciate your time. Good afternoon to you. Thank you. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.